And I just remind us, just as we begin, uh, just before jumping in, like we, we are the refuah. We, we, we are the refuah to his world. You know, you speak about bringing Geula. We are doing it. You know, so like we, I, I, I'm always, I'm always sensitive to like a, a sort of defeatist approach where like you know like we can't do anything it's just we need gula it's like well let, so do it do it you know and we're and you are doing it and we are doing it so um we should remember that um and as just hashem we can't do anything without hashem but it's all hashem but it's us hashem put it in our hands um you know i, I always think about like this uh, this old parable it's not really what i want to speak about we'll, we'll get into the content but you know it's, it's something i've been talking to people a lot about recently when people look at the state of the world and they say, well, isn't this a challenge to the concept of like the good God? You know, like everything's falling apart. <laughs> it's horrible. The suffering is, is is immeasurable. I say, listen, would you ever imagine a person who's hired as a janitor um, or some kind of cleaning person to come to uh, to a school at the end of the day and, and he's hired to clean and he comes in and he immediately calls the manager, the person that hired him, and he says, I can't understand this place is a wreck. I mean, there's, there's, you know, the garbages are, are, are haven't been taken out, and the toilets are all, all, are all dirty, and the, and, and, and the floors is, 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 you know, like covered with like a whole day's worth of, you know, crafts, arts and crafts. And it's like, but you're the janitor. I mean, that's what you were hired for. That's, that's your job. If everything was perfect, so what's the point? So, so when, he, when I look at the, at the pain of the world, it's an achrayus. It's like, who's going to do it if not we? You know. Um, so, so, and, and, and how do we do it by exactly doing what, it, what we're doing, you know, by being people who are committed to spiritual growth, people who are open to learning people who, who are, who are investing in their inner world, people who take life seriously. And we are, we are the healing. We are the healing. So Hashem should continue to give us strength to, to, to keep on being that and to believe in that. Um, okay. So here I'm going to share my screen and let's get into this really, really very interesting uh, a teaching that's it's a teaching on this week's parsha, but it's also a teaching on Chodesh Adar. Um, you know, as we come up to Purim Katan, um, and not just any Chodesh Adar, it speaks about the 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 double month, the 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 Adar Aleph and Adar Bay. So I thought it would be particularly appropriate to learn this together. Um, it's great to be back with all of you. I didn't, I, I missed last, I missed last week, but I don't mean that I, I missed the class. I, mi I missed it. I missed learning, you know, with with all of you, um, and so. What a what a what a privilege. So let's get back into it. So says the Pasakoyaburbas. And this week's parsha we learn about the big day kahuna. Right? Last week's parsha was more about the Kalim. This week's parsha we speak about the Begadim of the Kohen Gadol, various Begadim. And Moshe Rabbeinu is commanded to fashion these Begadim on behalf of Aaron, his brother, and the Pasik tells us Lchavod Ulusifaris. One of the one one of the primary, if not the one one let's say one of the primary begadim of the Kohen Gadol is the Choshen, and the Choshen is the centerpiece in a literal sense. It sits on the on the chest of the coin, and as we know, it had twelve stones connected to twelve shvatim, and so. Sorry, just going to call a second, and so, um. Okay, so and so the 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 uh, the the ah, so that's what he's speaking about here. What is it? What are we speaking about? We're speaking primarily about the choshen, and here he's going to explain something very very deep based on understanding the energies of 12, 12, 12 shvatim. So it's known that the twelve months in every year are split half and a half. 
There are generally six months that can be included in the category, at least in a certain sense, of winter. And then there are six months that are like more summer-oriented months. Even though there are different seasons and 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 you know obviously there's there's fall you know or autumn and spring which are in between but those are just transitional right so be that as it may if you include fall and winter and then spring and summer you know it, it, couple them together and you have two and two and six months for 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 the winter so to speak and six months for the summer so hey nega these twelve months are neged are paralleling yud beis mazalos. We know that in the in the in the strata in the realm of metaphysics, right, where it's like sort of physical, but it's but it's also quasi spiritual. There are things called mazalos that are connected to constellations, connected to planetary physical bodies, beings. But in a certain spiritual sense, they, as the Rambam explains, channel different spiritual energies down into the world. The yudbeis mazalos, um, and even contemporarily in society, people are always interested to find out their. Uh, um, what's the word for it? There, what month they're born into? Um, horoscope, yeah, horoscope kind of thing, right? And and there's truth to that, and 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 there's a tremendous kabbalistic depth about that whole study of understanding mazelos, and and it's very real. Uh, like for example, Chazal themselves, the Gemara says in the end of the Gemara and Shabbos that a person is born under the mazel of madim, right? Which which talks which which is the, an element of of redness. He should become a butcher. Or he should become a mohel because he has a mida that's influenced by the mazel under which he was born of shvichas of, of, damim, of spilling blood. So let him find an avenue, let him find a way to channel that nature in a way of kidusha. But you see that there's a concept of um, mazelos. There, so there are 12 mazelos berakia um, installed in the in the firmament, right? In the in the in the in the upper realms of the physical experience. So if there are 12 mazalis and there are 12 months, so then again, every month has uh, the hashpa of one of these different mazalos. And ultimately, these 12 mazalos are really, really rooted in the six midos with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself and interacts with the world. We're going to get into what those are in a minute. Why? six and how do we get 12 so obviously two times six is 12 so there are two aspects of these six midos there's something called beside our yashar there's the light that hashem is sending down through those midos and then and then there's the light that we're sending back up through these midos in our service of the of hashem using these traits and that makes 12 and these energies are influencing the mazalas which are influencing the months and 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 all these things are interconnected. What are these six midos? So if you remember, we, we certainly mentioned in the past, probably more than once, we speak about the 10 sephiros. We speak about the fundamental system of 10, um, um, what we refer to as 10 prisms, so to speak, or 10 lenses through which the one light of Hashem is shining down into the world. They are not divine. They are not chas v'shalom. They're not conscious. These are these are tools. They're created tools to refract the oneness of Hashem and to allow us to be able to understand, so to speak, Hashem's selim, Hashem's, so to speak. Again, it's, we can't. Hashem doesn't have a form, but the form of Hashem's creation of and interaction with 
olam hazeh, with the world? How did he create it? What were the steps that he took? What midos does he use to interact with it? What are the dynamics within HaKadosh Baruch Hu's interest for the world, engagement with the world? This all fits into the system of the ten spheros that serves as the blueprint for every single aspect of the physical realm. These ten spheres are split into two general categories. I'm sure we, we mentioned this in the past, but it's good to review. It's the essence of everything, this system. Three and seven. The first three are called the moichin, the intellectual processes. Chachma, Bina, and Das, or Keser, Chachma, and Bina, different iterations. But they're all cognitively oriented. They refer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, thinking kibiyachal about the world that he would create first with chachma which is the big picture vision we've said all this in the past bina in the the, the details and then das okay now we have that those two things integrated we're ready to bring it down mikoach from the realm of potential elapoa so people think that the head and the body is two different things it's very very deep it's very very deep i'm just realizing this now as i speak and as i'm looking at my head and my body and the camera it's very deep the head and the body is not two different things the body, Alpi Kabbalah, is, is what's in the head, just externalized. It's a trip. It's like the, the body is a second head in a certain sense. Just what existed previously within the realm of hidden thought, and that's why we have one head, it's it's all in there, Chachma Bina Das, then becomes the, the, the body. Because the Midos are the externalization of Hashem's plan. Creation begins. Chesed is the right hand. Kavura is the left hand. Tiferes is the torso. Netzach, Hod, Yisod. We have the, the, the two legs on either side, the place of the bris. Right? So the whole body, really, which are the next six, are the externalizations of these midos in a very, very deep way of the mochen. But those six, or those lower seven, is called the midos. And we refer to those midos, again, by these terminologies. Let's get this uh, clearly. Chesed. Chesed is kindness, Gevura, severity, Tiferes, which is associated with mercy. It's the blend of kindness and, and, and Gevura, limitation. And then Netzach is endurance, victory, power, overpowering. Hod is submission. And Yesod is the, is the blend between these two things. It's, it's called foundation. These are the six midos with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacts with the world. If we daven Shacharis, if we have the privilege and the time, and it's the right avoda for us to have in Shachris, we say every morning, Lecha Hashem, to you HaKadosh Baruch Hu belongs, HaGedula, Chesed, HaGevura, Gevura, HaTiferes, VaHanetzach, VaHahod, Kichol, Vashamayim Uvaaretz, Kichol is the gematria, exactly, of the word Yisod, so there you have the six midos, what is the last sphera? Of course, is Malchus, the princess, Shabbos Malchusa. That's the receptacle that takes all the energies. But there are ultimately six Midos. If you're familiar with the story of our lives, you know about the six sons. It's the same thing, right? All just a review of older, older, but such fresh concepts. It's everything. You can learn about this forever and ever. Okay. These are the six Midos that splinter into two, meaning double the six, when we speak about the Ar Yashar, the straight light that comes down from Shemaim, which is Hashem's interaction with us using these Midos, and then we send back up what's called an Ar Chayzer, by in interacting and embodying within our own lives 
these different traits in our service of Hashem. Now the Berdichur is going to go through these traits one by one to teach how we activate these Midos within ourselves in the context of a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So let's go one by one. Ha'echad. The first Mida is the Mida of Chesed, who Ahava. Of course, this is love. That a person comes to really love Hashem, to really, really love Hashem, to be in moments of, 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 of rapture, of ecstasy. And there are different ways of getting here. Um, one of the primary ways of getting to this is to be a person that's tapped into gratitude. Tapped into gratitude. Because even a person who has wonderful things happening in their life, if they're not essentially grateful people, they can miss the opportunity. But if we're grateful people, then even small little things, small little things, you're sitting on the couch, you know, interacting with a child or a moment with a spouse or 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 or, or, or just something good that happens, a, a success, whatever it is. And you stop and you and you say, and we've spoken about this in previous year, and because the Berdichver himself makes this point again and again, when we experience a, a miracle, right? What is it that excites us? Not simply that something good happened. No. Not simply that a gift was given, but that the gift embodies the love of the giver of the gift. And in that moment, we have the opportunity to just close our eyes and allow on an emotive level for our heart to become awash with an ocean of love for HaKadosh Baruch And we can feel that. And it's there's no halacha about it. <laughs> it's not, you're not, you know what I'm saying? There's no parameters for exactly like, 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 but it's the, it's the ultimate purpose of the creation of heaven and earth. That moment. That moment of a Jew being a Yehudi, one who is modeh, one who gives thanks, one who is aware that there is a giver to all the wonderful gifts in our lives. So that's that's Ava, and that's the meat of Chesed, that's the meat of Avram Avinu. Ava and therefore, we want to give back to Hashem. We recognize how much He gives to us. Every single tiny little detail, like I mentioned before, sometimes it takes being sick and being in bed for a week, and then you just appreciate being able to walk up the stairs. You know, like like just small tiny things, a total gift. Other people don't ever get they don't they they don't ha have this experience of just you know one week on and one week off. How how much blessing do we have? It's hard to get into this mindset, but we would think of it. How much money would we be willing to pay if something was taken away from us and we could get back to what we already have, but that we're programmed, especially in, in today's contemporary society, to constantly look for the next thing, for the next thing, for more, for more. And the whole thing of Yiddishkeit is, what do you already have? And reflecting on what you already have, reflect on who's given you what you already have. And how much he must adore you to be giving you what you have. Is everything perfect? Mamashlo. Mamashlo. Every single one of us has areas of our lives we're, we're working on to fix. But again, we don't expect that things should be perfect. We expect that we're janitors a little bit. It's going to get dirty. It's fine. That's, that's the premise, right? But how much goes right for us? How much goes right? So that's Ahava to be mashpia tainer for Hashem. Base is Yira. Fear, awe. Associated with Gevura, with severity. That a person has awe of Hashem. So we restrain ourselves 
from transgressing. We, we, we hold back from acting in certain ways because we make a calculated decision that this is not, this is not uh, going to further my aim as a human being, my, my relationship with Hashem. So there's Ava and Yiras, Chesed and Gvura. What's the third one? Tiferes. A person needs to see to it, and I would say even deeper, a person needs to live with the with the with the um, consistent recognition that Hashem takes tremendous pride in you. the pasuk You are my nation, Yisrael, in whom I take pride. That's the meat of Tiferes. To recognize Hashem takes pride in me. That's a meat. That, that, that's, that's a meat that we have. And we can feel that in our Avodah Hashem. I want to make it clear. It's not simply that, okay, the human being has the capacity for love. And we, you know, we love our friends. And we love our family. And we have the capacity for fear and awe. And we're afraid of the law. And we're afraid of speeding because we're going to get a speeding ticket. And all these different things. And also, there's a way to channel all of these human capacities for a spiritual aim. No, 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 and no, and no. The reason we have these midos is for their spiritual expression. Also, also, we're human beings, and we live within the paradigm that involves these traits in an everyday, mundane, day-to-day -day experience. But the primary reason that we have these midos, and it's mukhrach this way, because it's the primary reason we're alive. So it can't be that this is something secondary because I'm not alive for any other reason other than to connect to the master of heaven and earth. So I, I can't have both of those concepts in my head. That on the one hand, the premise of my life is serving Hashem. And also I'm going to take mundane traits and find a way to channel them. Then they're not mundane because I don't have to hang around this world and deal with traffic cops. You understand that the whole thing is that I should utilize the experience of being human, which is an experience of being a divine revelation, which is an experience of being at Selim Elohim on the side of the nefesh and on the side of the goof as we're learning for the purpose of finding a way to bring that into my relationship with Hashem. That's why I'm here. Chesed, Gvura, and Tiferes. Now there are three more Midos we're going to get to now. Bahad Dalit, the fourth Midah. And the fifth midah are together. They are the legs, the legs of faith that everything stands on, quite literally. That a person has awareness of Hashem. And there are two midah. Each one is a, is a separate way of believing. One is a bechina, you can say, of bitachon, is more netzach oriented. I'm going to take control. Like I mentioned earlier, we believe that Hashem gave us the capacity to mamish move ahead and to move forward and to do. And that's more netzach. And hod is more passive. Hod is, hod is just emuna. Hashem, after I've done what I can, I believe that you're telling a story that's bigger than me. You're telling a story through me. And this is Amun Abitachon, this is Netzach and Hod. And then finally, and this is what we're getting to now, the sixth Midah, which we called Yisod, Hu Hiskashrus. The Midah of Yisod means connection. If you think back to the Pasuk that I mentioned earlier that the Ramak brings in the context of proving how we know these Midos in the first world, where do they come from? They need a textual source. So he brings many sources, but one of them he brings is this Pasuk. We'll go back to it. Lecha Hashem HaGidula V'HaGavura V'HaTiferes V'HaNetzach V'HaHoid 
Kichol, Gematria Yisod, Bashamayim Uva Aretz. It is only with regard to this Midah that we talk about two different realms that this Midah bridges. Yisod bridges together Shamayim and Aretz, which is why on the physical body, this correlates to the place of intimacy, to the place of connectivity between male and female, to the place of binding together opposites. That's the Midah of Yisod. That's the Midah of the Bris. What is a Bris? A bris is a covenant between two people, right? Just a covenant. It means to say it's something that connects, that binds. And that's the midah of Yisod, the foundation, the foundation of everything, bringing together heaven and earth. And then you can almost say like it's, it's a way of climbing up the ladder. We begin first with this premise. We are down here. Hashem is up there. We intend to bridge these two realities together. Then we move up to Emunah, Hod, and then Netzach, Bitacho. And then we move up to Tiferes, and then we move up to Yira and Ta'ava, and we can activate all of these midos in the context of a relationship with Hashem. We contemplate these things. And that's the sixth midah. Now, each of the midos, particularly the lower, the lower seven, all had personas, biblical personalities, who served as the vessel for these particular midos. Many of them you already know. Right, so not, you're all muted. So, but right, but if we were, if this were interactive, you know, we say I would ask who's the who's the kisei, you know, for 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 the mid of chesed, and of course the answer is Abraham, right? Who's the who's the reflective lens that brings down the R of gvura into the world? Of course, is Yitzchak. Yaakov Avinu is Tiferes. Okay, the next two are a little bit more complicated. Who is Netzach? Netzach is Moshe Rabbeinu. Hod is the Mida of Aaron Akoin, and Yisod is the Mida of Yosef Hatzadik. Yisod is Yosef Hatzadik. Why do we refer to Yosef as the Tzadik? Because the Pasuk says, the Tzadik Yisod Olam. The Tzadik is the Yisod of the world, and Yosef is the Mida of Yisod. And so we call him Yosef Hatzadik. He's the Yisod. Mordechai Hatzadik is also connected to this concept. We'll get to that in a minute. This is the Bechina of Yosef. Yosef, the Midah of Yosef. Yosef is Yisod. Yisod is Yosef. And what did we say earlier? We said that each of the Midos, which are six, are doubled in a certain sense. Our Yashar, our Choser, they become the 12 months of the year. Which month is Adar? Which month is Adar? Which energy is the month of Adar? Which Mida is it drawing from? And the answer is Adar is drawing on the Mida of Yisod. The Avoda in the month of Adar is the Kesher, the bond that we have with Hashem. Let's read it, let's read it inside. The Amida Havav it's this unbreakable, unshakable bond that we have at our essence with the master of heaven and earth, so much so that it's almost as if we are synonymous in a certain sense with him. We call that chelek elokamimah. We have the divine inside of us. We are bound up b'shoyrish. We're synonymous. We're, we're and that's the, that's the message of Adar. That's the, that's the Avodah of the month of Adar, is to recognize this and to build on it. 
And like we said before, these months are connected to Yud Beis They're they're connected to twelve Shvatim. Yud Beis Avni Choshen, which are like we began the twelve stones on the Choshen. The Chodesh Adar who neged Yosef. Chodesh Adar is connected the Mida of Yosef Atzadik, and that's why Adar has the possibility of having an Adar Aleph and an Adar Base. There's no Nisan Aleph or Nisan Beis. There's no Tishrei Aleph or Tishrei Beis. Only Adar. Why? Because Yosef, because Umimenu from Yosef Yatsu Beis Shvatim Ephraim Umenasha. Because Ephraim and Menasha are Karuvenu Kishimen, they are considered part of the Shvatim. And Yosef reflects, refracts rather, into two Shvatim Ephraim and Menasha. Memela Adar, which is the Midah of Yosef, has other Aleph and other base. Kenegad Ephraim and Kenegad Menasha. Umimenu Yatsu Beis Shvatim Ephraim and Menasha. Lachain, Chodesh Adar Mu'ubar. That's the panemius, that's the spiritual depth and under, underpinning realization of why it's specifically the month of Adar that has two potential months, because it draws on the Shevet that really becomes two Shvatim. Meaning Yisod, Yosef, that becomes two aspects, Ephraim and Menashe. Adar, like it is in our year. There are two months of Adar now, we're in Adar Aleph, and therefore we find Adar, says the Sechazal, Mazel Dagim. What is the mazel of the month of Adar? Dagim, fish. What fish? Why? What's the what connection to fish? What's the connection? Because you know who else is connected to fish? Shuhu bebechinas Yosef. Because Yosef HaTzadik is connected to fish. Dechsev, Yaakov Avinu gave him a bracha. V'yid gularayv bekerev ha'aret. That you should be, you should be like fish in the depth of the earth. And so everything connects, right? Meaning the month of, 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 of Yosef, that specifically Yosef that becomes a prime of Menashe is Adar, that becomes Adar Aleph and Adar Beis, Mazal Adar Dagim. Why? Because it's Yosef and Yosef is the dog. Yosef is Dagim. V'yaduan it's known the Zarishal Yosef Nimshal Adag. The Gemara tells us that all of Am Yisrael are connected, are connected to Dagim. Or particularly, rather, the, the, the Zerah, specifically the progeny, the descendants of Yosef. Ma, and, what, and what does the Gemara say? What does this mean? You got a bracha that they should be like fish. Just like fish in the ocean are covered over, they're deep in the, in the depths of the water. So too, the, the descendants of Yosef at Sadiq are covered in the sense that no Ayin Hara could, could impact them. Because it says, Ben Poras Yosef. Yosef is a beautiful child. Ben Poras Ali Oyen. He is a, 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 a beautiful child to the eyes. Ali Ayin. Said the Gemara, I'll take re, Ali Ayin. Don't read to the eyes, Ela Oile Ayin. That the Zerah of Yosef rises above Ayin, Ayin Hara. And that's connected to the Yid Gulurai. If they're deep in the water, no Ayin Hara could, could touch them. And on the contrary, Fish are so incredibly deep. We don't have time to get into the whole thing now of fish. And, and it goes even deeper because Kabbalistically, fish are connected themselves to the meat of Yisod. Fish is, is the concept of the tzaddik, is, is, the, is the Indian of fish. Um, it's very, very deep. Fish are incredibly deep. Mamish, incredibly, incredibly deep. There's a deep connection between fish and Shabbos and eating fish, dafka and Shabbos. But one of the reasons that fish are so incredibly holy and the reason that they manifest this incredible holiness is that fish do not have any eyelids. Fish are the bechina of ri'iyah, constant, constant vision. 
They never, they, they never, they never close their eyes because they have no eyelids. And this is a physical manifestation of the aspect in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't sleep. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't close his eyes. In the Lashon of the Zohar Kaddish, it's called It's just this one eye of mercy that just never stops gazing at his beloved, at Am Yisra. And this is represented in fish. And this is the Bechina of fish being in the water. They're always in a state of Yichud. And, 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 and it's connected to the concept of tzaddik, to yisod. It's incredibly deep. It's incredibly deep. And, and this is why we're eating fish on Shabbos, Dafka, because Shabbos is the me'in olam haba. Shabbos is the aspect. Shabbos is also connected to seeing. Everything on Shabbos is connected to seeing. That's why Shabbos itself, the word Shabbos is shin bas. Bas is a reference to the pupil. That's called in Hebrew bas ayin. The pupil is bas. And shin, the Zerah says, tlas gvana de'ena, is the three colors in the eye, the white, and the color around the eye and the black in the middle. So the whole Shabbos itself is the Bechina of, of, of the eye. And so we're eating on Shabbos fish, which is an aspect of, of the eyes. But it's all connected to the concept of the Tzaddik and Yosef. So now. Um, right. So then Poiras Ali Ayin say Chazal again. Don't read it that he was just a beautiful child to look at. Read it Oile Ayin. He rose above. He rose above because he transcended Ayin Hara. And that's again connected to fish, which are the opposite of Ayin Hara. They're just Ayin Tova all the time. Now, Vidag Bitsirif Asfan. If you take the word Dug and you flip the letters around, so who God? It becomes, of course, the word God. Gimel Dalit. Now the word God is, of course, Shevet God, but it means something. It's a reference to positive mazel. The word good, well, literally, I'm just thinking now, good is good, right? So it's good luck, good luck, God luck. But but it's but it's more than that. In 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 Aramaic, good means to draw out. Like good asik is a is a concept when it comes to building a sukkah that if it doesn't reach all the way to the end, it's like it get, it gets draw it gets drawn out one wall to the next wall. These are halachic constructs. Good means to means to draw. And you know what the word mazel means? Same thing. What's the shorish of the word mazel? Nozel, which means to flow. The mazel is a channel that enables all the spiritual shefa from above to flow down. So mazel and god is the same thing. Gimel Dalid. And that's why in Chodesh Adar, it's the Bechina of Dog, it's the Bechina of God. Our mazel is lifted up. Our kesher, Yisod, with the Kodesh Baruch was lifted up to the nth, 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 nth degree. And just like Yosef at Tzadik had these two Shvatim Ephraim and Menashe who become other Aleph and other Beis. Menashe talks about is the concept of pain and the concept of suffering. Like the Pasuk says, Hashem has forgotten me, has forsaken me. That's Menashe. So Menashe is always constriction. The Ephraim, Ephraim is the opposite. 
What's the remez of, of Ephraim? Like pru, pru uruvu, fruitful. What do you think the word fruitful comes from? Also, I'm just thinking now. Pru, fru, fruit, pru. It's pru uruvu. I just made that up, but it sounds good. Fruit, yeah, it could be. We'll look into it, right? So, so, so pru is a fruit. It's fruitful. Pru uruvu. Ephraim roimez alatoyvos. Ephraim means good stuff. Al darachi hefrani alikim. Hakadosh Baruch has expanded me. Hakadosh Baruch has made me fruitful. Okay, in the same thing, so in Chodesh Adar, that's why we have such conflicting energies in Chodesh Adar. Why? Because even in a single year where there's not two separate months, where it becomes even more intense, but even in a regular year where you just have one Adar, it has the energies in it of Ephraim and Menashe. What are those energies as manifest in the Purim story? It's very simple. The Purim story has a really horrible beginning. And then it, it turns around. Then everything switches. But the month is a turbulent month. The month is a month that's roiling with these conflicting energies that are deriving from Ephraim and Menashe, both rooted in Yosef HaTzadik. Because when it comes to a Kesher with Hashem, it's something that in order to prove the strength of the bond, it needs to be tested against the greatest storm. We would never have known how much a Kaddish Baruch who loves us and how much he sees the good in us if we hadn't been our head on the chopping block of the guillotine and then a Kaddish Baruch who's swooping in in this miraculous way and, 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 and changing everything. Do you know why he changed everything? One of the most beautiful Gemaras that I've ever encountered. The Gemara in Megillah, I believe it's Daf Yud or Daf Yud Aleph, Amid Aleph. The Gemara tells us that the Tamidim of Reb Shimon Reichai came to Reb Shimon. There's a whole dialogue back and forth. Reb Shimon, Heiligaziz Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon, that everything relies on. Reb Shimon, Yachalani, lift our Kalalim Kulim and Adin. Reb Shimon was all Chesed, all love, all Pnimius. Reb Shimon. So Reb Shimon asks his Talmidim, what did they do so wrong that they were high of destruction? And they go back and forth. It turns out that it's because they ate from the Suda of Oyser Rosh. So because they, they, they did a terrible thing. They all went to the, to the Feast of Achashverosh. Says Reb Shimon to his students, or maybe it was students who asked back to him. So if they were really Chayiv, so why didn't, well, like, why, why didn't Hashem carry through with it? Like, Midas Adin is Midas Adin. Did they deserve it or didn't they deserve it? Like, well, no, Reb Shimon answered them. Because heim loy asu elalapanim. He says, sure, it looked like they were at the Suda. But they only went through the motions. And that doesn't mean to say that they were only acting. It means that the Heiliger of Shimon is able to look deep into the essence of the Jew. And irrespective of what the person seems to be involved in, Reb Shimon sees the panemius. So Rav Shimon says, And he says, therefore, that was reflected by Hashem. Hashem pretended to destroy them, but he never intended that in the first place. They, they mirrored each other. So is there any greater litmus test as to the kesher, nafshi, that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, than the month of Adar, which takes us through the roller coaster of the Menashe and the horrible storm and the darkness and the difficulty and the challenge and the gezerah, and then from there carries us into the Ephraim.
That's the kesher of Yisod Yosef. That's the kesher of this. And it goes back to the same thing of the tzaddik, who is the bechina of the fish, who is ali ayin, who only sees good, only sees good. There's no ayin hara. You can't look at a Jew with an ayin hara in Adar. Because in Adar, on the day of Purim, specifically Purim Katan and Purim Gadol, is revealed inside, inside the deepest, deepest, deepest panemius, which is, of course, why we all dress up, to show that whatever it is that I'm doing that you think I shouldn't be doing, I'm just it's just a custom. It's not me. On Purim, we're drinking. What comes out? Yatsa Sod. Purim is a day of Sodiyut. It's a day of the innermost depth being able to be revealed in the most honest, authentic, real way. Migilas Esther doesn't just mean the scroll of Esther. Esther means hidden. And Megillas means to reveal. Megillas Esther. The whole thing of Adar is the revelation of that which is hidden, that which is always there. And that's the Kesher of Adar. That's the Yisod of Adar. And the only way to get to that in our own lives is to go through stuff. It's Menashe. And somehow within the experience of Menashe, when we still feel, Hashem is pursuing me with his love. Hashem won't let me fall. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has supported me and he continues to walk with me and I continue to have a Kesher with him and, I, and so on and so forth. Oh my gosh, is that a Kesher? Stadi, you sowed. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So he says, Kain b'chaydash adar, it's the same thing. Chaydash adar, the huneged Yosef, which again is kineged the midav Yosef. Hayatchila b'chaydash azat tsar g'dayla. So the month begins with a terrible tsar. And it could be, I don't know, this is my chiddush already, but it could be when there are two Adars, it could be Adar Aleph is Menashe, and Adar Beis is Ephraim. It could be. I don't, I don't know exactly how it gets, you know, refracted. I don't know if it's that, if it's that binary. Could be. Because, again, Tzar Asher Gazar HaMelech Vahaman, it began with a terrible Menashe. That's the aspect of Nashani Elukim, Hashem's forgotten me, terrible darkness. But everything changes. Like the Gemara, like the Pasuk says, Hashem took us from the darkness, Menashe, into the greatest light, Ephraim. And this is why the, the, the mazal of Adar is dug. This gets a little bit technical, but, but let's try to, like they say, halt cup. Dug. What's dug? Mazal other dugim. But when you have Doug, Dalit and Gimel, so Adalit Koidim Ligimel, the Dalit is coming before the Gimel, but really it should be the opposite. Because says the Gemara in Shabbos, Tavkuf Dalit Amin Aleph, the reason why Dalit follows Gimel in the Aleph phase is because these two words, these two letters rather, stand for two words Gomel Dalim. Gomel means to give. Dalit means to those who are weak, those who are poor. So that's why the Gimel comes before the Dalit. Gomel, it's, it's, the, it's good, it's, it's, it's the giver, it's the one who has plenty, abundance. And Dal is Dal, Dal, as paucity, poverty. And over here, Mazel Adar is Dug, not God. We said God means Mazel, of course, but it's Dug. Why? Says the Hilga Verditchever, it's very simple. Because, like, again, 
Dalit Moiral Yisrael Koshein Bitsara. This month's Amidha needs to be as the reflector of Yosef HaTzadik and Menashe and then Ephraim. Sar and then Salvation. Afela and then Oira. And so Mamela, it's literally Mazal Adar is Dug. Dalid, which is Dal, Menashe, and then Gim. Dug, which itself is an incredible explanation as to why Yosef has a connection to Dugim, because we say, well, Yosef is Menashe and Ephraim, and that's what a Dug is. Dalit and Gimel. Dalit is Menashe and Gimel is Ephraim. So unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable. So he says, this is why the Dalit comes first. They have nothing. Wealth. Like the Gemara says, as Gimel Dalit is Goimel Dalim, the one who gives to the poor. So Mitchila Hayaskabras Hadalit. First it's dark. And then comes the beautiful Gimel. Comes the Gomel. Comes the revelation of Akurash Baruch, who the Jewish day starts at night is a fundamental Jewish concept. The Jewish day, starts at night. It starts with difficulty, it starts with challenge, it starts with turbulence, it starts with doubt, it starts with grappling, it starts with pain. It, it, this, this is how it goes. And from that place comes a kesher, a kesher, a kesher. And we move out of Menashe into Ephraim. We move out of the Dalit into the Gimel. And this is the great light of Yosef it's the same letters. Tsara means pain. Ritze is, is, is wantingness. From Tsara to Ratza. And everything changes. Like Gimel. So it's it's really Dalit Gimel. It's Dog. It was just say Mazel Adar Gadim. God is better than, than Dog. But we say, no, you're misunderstanding the, the, the Mahalach. It has to be this way. It has to be this way because this is the Kesher of Yosef HaTzadik, the Midah of Bond, the Midah of Bris. It, ha it has to be the element of Ephraim and Asha. Or Menashe first and then Ephraim. Even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes them pain. So that's Dalid and then Gimel. But it's also Gimel and Dalid. You know why? Because even before whatever we go through, Hashem's already prepared the refuah. And that's the whole story of the Megillah, which is such a pella of a story. It's the most incredible thing. It's the most incredible thing. The world is blind. The world obsesses over ridiculous traditions and some obscure cultures that have no bearing on anything. And they ignore Megillah's Esther. They, they ignore our writings. They ignore it. And to, to their peril. What a book. What a book. What a story. What a story. You read it every year anew. We all know the story. But it's just, it's a pella. It's a pella. How about all this happened? That HaKadosh Baruch long before anything started to actually churn, already at the Suda where they were eating, where HaKadosh Baruch wanted to make the Toshibi Din, HaKadosh Baruch worked in, that Vashti gets killed, and there's a door that opens for Esther, and Big Son and Seresh. All this stuff is happening long before anything starts to turn in the favor of Am Yisrael. So, yeah, Dalit and Gimel, Menashe and Ephraim, but also Gimel and Dalit. Also Gaimel, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was already before that Dalit, there's another Gimel. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has already been preparing the salvation. Gaimel Dalit, the Me'emes Eitzel Yisrael, when it comes to our nation, Hashem Yisbarach, Afshem Maka Oisam, even though Hashem might hit us, 
He'll never do that unless he has an exit strategy. He'll never do that unless it's in the context of a greater benefit, of a greater healing. Hashem is our parent. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's calculation is solely for our benefit. There's no other factor. He doesn't get angry. He doesn't punish. He doesn't express his frustration. There's nothing. There's nothing. Hashem exists from, from our perspective because we exist. That's it. Right? Meaning from our perspective, the only way that Hashem exists is because we are perceiving Him. It's all about us. It's all about Hashem taking care of us. And when we begin with that premise, we go through difficult times. HaKadosh Baruch has already prepared the refuah. We understand this is a process. This is Menashe and Ephraim. And it's all for the purpose of fortifying Yosef, fortifying the Kesher. Long before Achashverosh is coming with the terrible Gezeira, no, Hashem already has Esther in there, Mordechai in there. As the Megillah says, therefore, Gimel Dalad is also good, is all, literally good. God is also there, right? And it's also relevant. Gimel Dalad, as much as Dalad Gimel, there are four who kaidem lamakalachina Gimel who kaidem Dalad. Unbelievable. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. What's the practical takeaway? What are we focusing on in these months? Kesher. Kesher. What is our identity at our core? What are we hitched to? What are we connected with? What is our anchor? And the answer is our anchor is the infinite. Our anchor is the infinite. And in the month of Adar, when we reflect on the story of the Megillah, which begins with darkness and ends in this incredibly blinding light, as we said from Rajbi, the Helegazisa Rajbi, that the whole reason is because Hashem looks like the Bechina of the dog, the fish that doesn't close its eye. Hashem is always looking toward the Panemius of who we essentially are. So in this month, it requires us to look at our own story and to look at our own challenges, and to begin to recontextualize, to see things through the eyes of Purim, to see things through the eyes of the dug that never closes its eyes, the Bechina in which Hashem has never closed his eyes. This is all part of a story that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is telling. It's a part of a Megillah that slowly but surely, like in the Megillah, it's like we couldn't even see it until it happened, and then we turn around and we're like, it was, it was all Hashem. It was all Hashem. And Hashem's name is not mentioned once in the Megillah. Because the whole Megillah is Hashem's name. That's the point. If Hashem's name is mentioned in the Megillah, that means that there are parts of the Megillah that are not Hashem, and then there are parts of the Megillah like, okay, here's the word Hashem. No, 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 no. The whole point is that every single ounce of detail that we experience in our life, significant or insignificant as it may seem, is quite literally the the unfolding revelation of the divine. The whole Megillah is the Shem Hashem. The whole story, when we get to that day, we'll turn around and we'll laugh. And we'll laugh with that laughter. That laughter that we speak about, the, the, the laughter, the shocked laughter of awareness. That like, oh my God, how did we miss it? How did we miss it? And that's my bracha to you and to me that we should already begin to shake a little bit with the laughter of La Lavai. We should already begin, you know, like Labava Trebe said, even on the way to the bar, you have to drink. Um, which is, of course, a very Lubavitch sentence, but it means we're heading to the place of laughter. We have to already start a little bit borrowing from that laughter. We should we should have what to laugh about. We should taste in these months the moving from 